What time is it? Showtime. The brothers discuss sports and provide betting tips. The best kept secret in sports investing. Please welcome Bolt Brady and his bro. Okay, okay. Welcome in. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. This is Bolt Brady and his bro. Best place to get your sports gambling info. Welcome in, Bolt. Welcome in to the week of Chipsmiths. Big time. I think we went two and one. I think that might be seven and two the last two weeks. Yeah, nice. A uh, lot of games, kind of the way they broke it up this week from Saturday on, huh? Well, yeah, and I want to hear all about you going to the uh, Niners game. I did, yep. Um, took my son for his, for his B-Day with some buddies down to Levi's. Uh, a good time. How was it uh, getting in and out of there? Because they said it's kind of a nightmare. Dude, I think any professional game, or you know, it's kind of the zoo, just the parking and, and the, <laughs> True. the the crowds. I mean, there's always some interesting characters like tailgating or some dudes who are just whacking them back, want to throw the ball with you, and you, they don't even I don't even know if they're going into the stadium. It's kind of missing some chompers. Like, hey, bro, where'd you get your pullover? <laughs> they uh, they had intentions of going in, and then a twelve pack later. And we're going into the second quarter. They're like, screw it. No, they're just there to party for their squad. We'll just stay out here. Yeah. And so I didn't follow that game as much because I knew you'd be there. Um, and I saw that, you know, the line was nine and a half. And I actually took Atlanta um, for the Circa contest because I thought the nine and a half would work for them. And they were close. And then it turned into a B racer. Yep. I, um, my instinct was, was Atlanta. And then I was like, I don't want to be sitting there cheering against the home team with my son there and stuff. Right. So then I was like, should I take maybe the over? Was like the 47 right, kind of near kickoff. <laughs> yeah. And I was thinking that. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to kind of leave this one and go with some other games. Right. And it kind of came down towards the end there. And Atlanta was trying to get like a little late touchdown. And uh, Ryan kind of scrambles towards the two and gets stood up by one guy and gets popped by the other. No points. Oh, you're kidding. So they were on the two-yard line. And then so it, it doesn't end up even going over. And I'm like, that would have sucked. Because there was probably like five minutes left at that point, And then no one else scored again. Ah, and the right. over was looking good. Once again. I mean, there's just like a couple plays every game. Mm-hmm. But there was some good fits. You know, the Dirty Birds was, was kind of the old thing. The Jamal Anderson days that's still kind of alive. There were some funny people wearing some Dirty Bird stuff. How was the um, capacity of the stadium? Probably like a 90%. Full? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it was good. Nice. It was rocking. The narrative was that Shanahan um, at home just can't cover, especially as the favorite. And I think that's like three games in a row now. Well, three home games for sure in a row that they've covered at. So they're kind of balling. Yeah, I mean they're, they're rolling. And in some of these teams like Cincinnati and stuff, who people who people like, like they're they're looking good against them, uh, even on the road. Right. So that was the one loss um, was when we gave out Denver minus the two. And you know what? Big Teddy gets hurt, and they were down at the time when Teddy was in, but it was only nine to three. Teddy goes out. That's ball game. Mm-hmm. Thanks for playing. Yeah, that's trouble. If locks coming. Ah, oh, dude. So it's unreal. And then, uh, but then you know there were some interesting games. The the Pittsburgh game against the Titans. 
So, I mean, you didn't get to see a lot of these games, I guess, because you were... I was listening, you know, driving down. In, uh, I liked Pittsburgh, too. You know, I took them, um, had them in the parlayer. Nice. And, and they were down early, and I was like, come on. Oh, it is. <laughs> so let's, let's get something straight here. It is gnarly, those games. So let me give you a brief rundown here of what happened. So they're not doing shit. <laughs> in <laughs> fact, they only had 168 total yards for the whole game. Okay, but um, the Titans had four turnovers and three of them within 10 plays. Yeah. And that was in the second half, and that was ball game. And um, so Pitt ended up getting the cover for us. But one thing that I wanted to chat about that hopefully some people can learn from is, you know, some of the listeners probably hear about closing line value, CLV. You hear people talk about it all the time, like, if you want to be a long-term winner, you need to be on the right side of the, the closing line value. And this was a perfect example. So when we gave it out last week, we said Pittsburgh plus two. And um, by the time kickoff happened on Sunday, Pittsburgh was minus one and a half, right? Mm-hmm. So at the time, before Pittsburgh, was, they were down 13 to 12. And I was like, doesn't matter. I'm like, you know, we got these guys at, at plus two. Um, and so it really didn't matter if, to, you know, to me, I don't know what you got it at, but if Pittsburgh came down and scored or not, cause they were already covering, but they did get the touchdown late. And so they covered the, the Sunday line as well, the minus two and a half, but the closing line value, that's what people are talking about earlier in the week is when there's the value of grabbing these teams. And so when we suggest to grab them, it's probably the best time to do it. And like I said before, Sometimes, you know, we don't we're not always on the right side. We might say, hey, grab Pittsburgh plus two. And later on in the week, they go to plus three and a half. That could happen. But the majority of the time, we're going to be on the right side of the closing line value. Yeah, I I grabbed him like around plus one. And then the thing that's getting a little scary right now is is these covid things. Uh, Case in point, Cleveland. Which, which is the one that came to bite me. <laughs> and, they're, you know, you're going to throw this many guys on the list, and then the NFL tries to make right. Uh, you know, Baker makes some comments like, this is a joke. Let's bump it a day. And, I mean, who comes off the list? One dude on defense. We're still looking at Nick Mullins, who actually did pretty good. Well, we knew Nick would ball. Yeah, that, that line was just all over the map. Um, and that's why when, when you're like, you're texting me during the game, and you're like, this sucks. And I was like, must have gotten a different line than I did because that one I waited for it to settle and I got Cleveland at plus two and a half. It even got to plus three, I think, but you know, before kickoff. Right, right. So, I mean, it, that game, I mean, you know, we talk about closing line valve. That one's a little different because of COVID. Who knows where it's going to land or, you know, or end up. Um, I'm just saying with any game in general, like these next couple weeks, like you might grab someone, you know. Seattle plus seven, and oh, then you know, and then COVID rears its head, and, right? Yeah. And you're like, dude, that thing could jump up to ten or something if Russ is out. Well, so I think they're trying to get a better grip on that. And that was the one thing I was telling you. Remember, you and I were talking like, why are all these COVID tests coming positive now? And this guy, um, Doctor Cho, my boy, who like you know talks about injuries and gambling, and he said the reason why is because they all get tested on Monday. And if there's no issues with the teams, then they don't get tested again until the following Monday. But if some COVID tests pop up, now they've got to get tested every day. 
And so when that was happening, these teams and they're testing them every day, people were just popping up left and right. So they've, they've adjusted that. And I don't know the exact rules, but it's not as going to be as brutal as it was this week. Yeah, they don't need to be stepping on the toes here at the wrong time of the season and costing these TV games and and the betting. You know, it's a big factor. Oh, and people's fantasy seasons. Yeah, this is like fantasy playoffs. So that's a big part of the fan base, too. (laughs) Right. We're like, screw everyone's health. Listen, let's not mess up our fantasy here. (laughs) (laughs) Put that guy in the field. (laughs) Right, right. So, um, yeah, fantasy, remember I showed you that stat, it was brutal, like Kelsey ended up with, Travis Kelsey ended up with 44 points, Mm -hmm. and that was more points than Tom Brady, Kamara, and like five other big names put together. Yeah. It was a shitty week for fantasy, I'm sure uh, some people aren't very pleased with it. I know the dude in our fantasy league, he was like the highest scorer all, all season, Got the most points and he got knocked out with just a goose egg. Right. Well, that was a that was a good start to the NFL week. Was was we liked KC? Yeah, we did. And it was the back and forth. I mean, well, the line was minus three, and we're like, dude, this or was it minus three? Um. Yeah. Yeah. It was. Or yeah. It was three and a half actually. Some plays, but I think it settled on three. Right. But we're like the you know the field goal is not going to cut it here for the win. Right. And, and Kelsey had the best game of the year. Oh, dude, that was and so lots of handicappers were saying the big chargers. And like I've said before, uh, when even though these guys are handicappers and they're, and they're good or gals, um, and everyone's saying one thing and I'm thinking the other, I'm like, I'll take it. That's usually when I like it. Um, for other listeners out there, <clears throat> I was thinking about this. If you listen to other shows, which I'm sure. And if all the handicappers are saying the same team, you don't want to hop on that. Even though you think, wow, every handicapper likes it. Even when I hear it and I hear all the handicappers are on the same game I did, I'm like, I don't like that. Because we're not. that means we're all looking at the same thing, and that's not good. So that was a game where tons of handicappers thought the Chargers and Patty goes and Kelsey. I don't think so. Mm-hmm. But I watched that whole game. Did you? Yeah. That was... Kind of a slow start, you know. A lot of the points came after halftime, and it was great from from then on through overtime. Well, how about when Patty uh, missed the guy in the flats? Like no one was around. Like literally, like you could have thrown it to him with your left hand, and he would have <laughs> scored a touchdown. <laughs> right. And um, Patty decides to skip it into the ground, like he's skipping rocks across the lake. And I was like, "Whoa, what is going on here?" But then Patty decided to sack up in his last three drives, all three of them over 75 yards, touchdown. Mm-hmm. Hello. Yep. You, so you just can't leave those guys too much time. These good, these good offenses. They they zip down the field in like a minute thirty, pretty easy. So Kelsey was like, I mean, I don't know how he is statistically this year. I think it's okay. Um, it just seems like in all these primetime games, he hasn't done diddly squat like he's dropped it and stuff. And so he's obviously good. I mean, come on, let's get serious here. But I was like watching him, and I'm like, God, what makes this guy so you know so talented? And <clears throat> I think it's he knows how to read the zones well. You know, yeah, he finds his spot. It's never like a guy sticking with him because I don't think they want to put one linebacker on him. So th- there's always just the soft spot he kind of settles into, right? And that and there's a skill in that, right? Like you you're finding all these guys are like running around you, and you need to sit down in the zone. And so he does a really good job of that. 
And then um, when he catches the ball, he's not fast, but he's not slow. But I actually think, and you watch this next time, he kind of cuts on a dime. Like when he plants, he doesn't really sharp. Like he cuts back on these guys a lot of times. They overrun him and he cuts back. Mm -hmm. But it's interesting because he doesn't look like a, you know, like if you look at Kittle, for example, like Kittle's a way better athlete. Yeah. I'm sure if Kittle played him one-on-one in hoops, he'd crap on him, you know? So it's just kind of interesting. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you look at his arms and stuff, he's not like he's a ripped dude, but he, he makes it happen. Yeah, and then, you know, it helps to have Tyreek flying down the sideline tank and half the defense with him. Yeah, it's like on in hoops, like if you got these three-point shooters, it kind of opens up the paint there for the other guy. That's a good analogy. I like that. Yeah. So, anyway, uh, what else did you see this weekend? That, uh, well, the Browns one definitely stung me the most. <laughs> and, you know, I've, I've backed the Raiders for so many weeks. <laughs> And the the week where I just don't see it going their way, um, I think I think COVID hooked them up and they got the W. <laughs> well, that's the hardest part about you know putting chips on the NFL is you know you got to break it down week from week and not let the other couple weeks. And they're they're on that cusp of you know just you know five hundred you know getting a wild card spot. So there was a big like fake punt where they snapped it to that that fullback and he just gets the first down. Right. Just some some real close plays that just swing it. Well, listen, I think it'd be wise for you to back your boys, the Raiders, again this week because it's a best bet. And What's Teddy's status? So that's why it's a best bet. Oh, it's lock? It sure is. Mm. And when you hear lock, you hear fade <laughs> in the same conversation. Yeah. That is my entire handicap. Well, I mean, you know, you could go into how the Raiders blew them out um in Denver earlier in the season remember after um the coaching change mm-hmm. they went in and everyone's like huh I wonder how they're going to react to this and they smoked the Bronx I think it was like 34 24 or something like that yeah um but this this week okay so the raids have already beat them now we're going home and it's lock lock on the road sure good luck with that raids minus one and a half take it to the bank Pretty much. Yeah, I mean, Carr's still hanging in there, keep keeping the season hanging there by the thread, but th- this is another game that they both need. So if it's lock, I'm with you. Well, so yeah, so let me let me say that again. If Teddy plays, the bet's off. It's Locks plays, it's the automatic. Mm-hmm. Just like we said when Debo plays for the Niners a couple weeks ago against the Bengals, if he plays, it's an auto. If he's not playing, we're not playing it. And he played, and they covered. This is the same thing. If Locke is the quarterback, this might be one of the best bets of the year. <laughs> Let's do it. I'm not kidding. I yeah. mean, this is incredible. Like, the Broncos' defense is legit. Their offense with Locke gets serious. They had problems moving the ball, like, when it was Teddy. Um, the Locke, Sure. Guy's garbage. He's still taking her out at night. He's like, I'm not getting in anytime soon. So I'm ripping downtown Denver. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, he is. Uh, what do you think about the Niners on the on the short week going to Tennessee? Well, that's a good question. So uh, I was going a little bit back and forth on this one here, uh, but the problem is, it actually uh, the look ahead line. Okay, so the line before the games were played on Sunday was Tennessee minus one. Now, it's the Niners minus three and a half. 
Yeah. So the line has moved four and a half points for whatever reason. I mean, there's no, like, certain injury. I mean, maybe Julio's out, you know, now. But, I mean, that guy hasn't been in that much anyway. Um, so that's a huge move. And it's a short week because they play on Thursday night. So here's the thing. It's actually a best bet for me. I will take the Titans plus the three and a half. But if they're missing Derrick Henry, and the reason why I mentioned his name is because, you know, he's off the injured reserve list, so there's a chance. It's not likely, but a chance that he comes back. If Derrick Henry and A.J. Brown and Julio, if all three of them aren't playing, then it's not a best bet. But if one of them plays, it's a best bet. Mm. Yep. Just one, huh? Yep. I mean, even just give me – I mean, Julio – I mean, because they they played with AJ and um, without AJ and, and Derek for like the last two or three weeks, so you know that's nothing new. And like I said, I mean, the reason why they lost to Pittsburgh is the turnover battle was four to zero, you know. So or else they would have handled them. And the short week, it's tough for road teams to play in the short week. And Tennessee needs to start winning some ball games. So I'm not saying they win the game, but I think they would cover the three and a half. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'll be a good one to watch. I mean, the same spot. Both of them need it. But this isn't uh, – it's not like you're flying to L.A. from San Fran. It's a little deeper. Got to recover a little quicker. Exactly. But the Niners are kind of humming. They're, they're looking a lot better than they were. Listen, I'm holding the Super Bowl ticket on the on the Nines, so I'm pulling them for them. But, you know, this just isn't a great spot. And it's, it's more of, you know, the look-ahead line to what it is now. I mean, what's the reason for the four-and-a-half shift? Because Tennessee lost and the Nines won. I mean, that's a little bit of an overreaction there. Mm-hmm. That's a big sway. It sure is. So, you know, I like to look for overreactions. I like to look at the box scores and see Tennessee four turnovers to Pittsburgh zero. I mean, what if Pittsburgh didn't get those turnovers? Sure. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think Najee had like 25 yards rushing. I mean, it was a good-looking game. Like, Pittsburgh cannot move the ball at all. And if you don't mind, I'm going to roll on in to that as another best batter here. Sure. So, thanks very much. (laughs) So, the Chiefs, okay, they play the Big Ben and the Steelers Mm -hmm. at home um, in Arrowhead. I was just thinking it's not called Arrowhead anymore, but that's obviously what everyone calls it. Did you know that, by the way? It's not Arrowhead anymore. Uh, Is it a corporate one now? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The crypto.com arena. <laughs> that's what that's what Staples is turning into down south. Is it? Uh-huh. Oh wow, the crypto push. All right. Yeah, Shaq. Shaq said, you know, it's time. He's like, that's mine and Kobe's house. That was Staples, so let's let these he's like, I wouldn't pay to go see these guys right now. Change, change the stadium name. <laughs> is that what he said? Uh-huh. Dude, that's awesome. Um so anyway, back back to the KC and the Steelers. So I normally am not in the habit of laying nine and a half points, okay? That's a shitload in the NFL. But this Steelers squad right now, I mean, remember they were getting blown out by the Vikings, you know, a couple Thursday nights. I think it was 24 bagels at half. Yeah, that was like a miracle to claw back into that. Right. I mean, they were getting gashed in that one. Dalvin Cook had like one shoulder. Oh, that was why, because he had over 205. Right, and and he almost didn't play the ball game. Mm Mm-hmm. So, I mean, what are you going to get when you have Big Patty and the crew coming at you? So, Pittsburgh can't move the ball. Um, KC's defense is much improved. And the last three home teams that KC has played, okay, Dallas, the Broncos, and the Raiders, 
and they beat all of them by more than nine and a half points. The Steelers are worse than all three of those teams, in my opinion. Them and the Raids, you know, that might be the (laughs) toss-up. So I'll take KC, minus the nine and a half here. Probably going to be the boat race. I could see like the 38 to 7 in this ballgame. Yeah, uh, KC's starting to click a little bit. You know, the Tomlin does do well as the underdog, mm-hmm. so they do kind of hang around. But I, I, Patty and them need to keep her rocking for, for the seeding, so, especially at home. Well, and just this, this offense for Pitt. I mean, put it this way, like if Pitt would have uh, lost that game, you know, this line's probably the 10 and a half or, or higher. But to be able to give them the same spread that they gave the Cowboys, and granted, the Cowboys were a little banged up, but, I mean, it's not like Pittsburgh's not banged up. To give them the same spread, I mean, can you imagine if the Cowboys played the Steelers on a neutral field? I mean, that'd be a boat race. Mm -hmm. Come on. So that's how I'm looking at this one. So, Patty, Kelsey, Tyreek, let's do her again. Hey, fellas. And ladies, this episode of Bolt Brady and His Bro is brought to you by your favorite producers of Ball Trimmers, Manscaped, the global leaders in below-the-waist grooming and leaving 2021 with a new product. Clean yourself into the new year with the Ultra Premium Body Wash. Also, special offer alert. Use the code BOLT, B-O-L-T, for 20% off and free shipping at Manscaped. Four million men already trust Manscaped. Time to join them. My brother and I have, and we've turned our friends on to him too. Promise you, you'll like it as well. All right. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Let's get back to the show. In the big Manscaped, I know some people might think it's not manly, but I ask you this. Do you ever see these athletes, like, with hairy-ass arms or legs showing? (laughs) 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 When was the last time you saw a guy in the NBA, like, with hairy-ass legs flying through the lane? Right. Doesn't happen. He's clipping it up. Maybe, like, the Euros. I don't even know if they do. And if you ask them, hey, you know, how come you don't have hairy-ass legs? He's like, dude, I'm on national television. I need to make it look legit here. So that's a question to ask yourself out there. Oh, yeah. Well, we remember uh, our boy uh, Bob Sura from Florida State back in the day. Yeah. He had a little stint with the Warriors, and, and he'd always hit the, the suntan booth, you could tell. Yeah. He, he knew. He, he was, was trying to look good. He was like, dude, I got to keep, keep the tan and the clip legs rocking here if I'm on the tube. Uh, there was a guy that I went to high school with, no names, don't want to embarrass him. Um, not, but he, he was so damn hairy. That uh, the girls were even like, you know, hey, Teen Wolf. Because it literally looked like the Teen Wolf. Remember in Teen Wolf, like where he'd have the shorts on and there would like be an indentation in his hair? (laughs) That's what this guy looked like. (laughs) And so the ladies are like, dude, just trim it. Like, you don't need to get rid of all of it. Just trim it up. He did. Came to school, had the shorts on. Wow. Night and day. Looked way better. Started getting more lady friends, too. Nice play. (laughs) So, anyway, I was going to ask you, um, did you see, and it's actually the 409. So, we'll we'll leave it the 409. And I thought about it. This guy's never been a part of the 409 before. But the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Big Tom need to clean it up against the Saints. Uh, Yeah, I I was listening to it on the drive back. 9-0. Get serious. How disappointing. Uh, zero. <laughs> yeah, and you're on, uh, I mean, it's the night game on TV. Right, and you're at home. 
And let me ask you this. The line is nine, right? Okay. And if I told you the Saints were going to score nine points, who would you take? I mean, that means Tom just needs to get three touchdowns and you cover the line. That couldn't even yeah, I'll take, yeah, I'd take Tom there at home. That's what I'm saying. At home, Saints nine. I mean, I almost was going to take the uh, the Buccaneers because, listen, I like Taysom and stuff. But this guy's not throwing it around the park. No. I mean, he's, you know, maybe it's his finger, but I think he's probably, it's probably safe to say that he's the worst passer in the NFL. Like, literally, he cannot throw the ball very well. Great runner. Love, you know, the intensity, but throwing the ball. But then I was like, well, you know, the Saints history with Tom, I'll stay away from the game. And sure enough, you know, since Tom has come over to the Buccaneers, um, he's 0-4 against the Saints in the regular season. He got the playoff W because their tight end fumbled late in the game. Uh-huh. But um, in the regular season, he's 0-4. Like, Dennis Allen, the old coach for the Raiders, just has his number, the D coordinator. Yeah, Peyton and him are getting together with the powwow and, and great scheme, something. Mm-hmm. So, um, Tommy, hate to say it, buddy, but you and the Bucks got the 409. Need to clean that up, my friend. And yell us for the iPad you chucked there. Well, okay, so he chucked the iPad, but then also, okay, so I rewound this part four times because I was trying to read what Tom was saying. So Tom came over to the um, one of the coaches on the sideline, and I literally, no joke, I went, rewind, 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 four times because I'm like, and Tom, like, let's say the guy's name's Mike, I think it was. He goes, hey, Mike, go uh, yourself. To the coach? Oh, yeah. He goes, hey, Mike, go yourself. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he doesn't mess around over there. Tommy was pleased. So, you know, this one guy on Twitter, and I guess he kind of had a point. He's like, hey, if some other quarterback threw the tablet and told a guy to go F off, what would the media do with that? I wonder what the guy's role was, if that's guy calling the play in or if the guy just had some word for him when he came off. No, he, he must have had some word for him when he was on the field. And Tom literally walked over to their sideline and goes, Mike, yourself. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the cameras just catch all this stuff so up close. But, I mean, obviously stuff comes out, heat of the moment, you're pissed off. Oh, yeah. And come on. And those guys are talking so much shit to Tom on the field, too. I mean, yeah. The one guy, like, Tom threw the pick, and then he turns around, and there's this DB just standing in his face right there. And, like, dude, most people would have grabbed the guy by the face mask and thrown him on the ground, but Tom just kind of smiled and walked away. Yeah, they make those, you know, the memes pretty quick online, too. And and someone showed him, like, throwing one of those picks, and the guy was picking off the iPad. (laughs) (laughs) They're just like, you know, Tom can't catch a break tonight. That's a good one. Um, Speaking of talking shit, um, it actually factors into um, our fourth and final NFL best bet. Um, Eli Apple, this just garbage DB that's bounced around the NFL. He's on the Giants for a while, right? He was all over. He was on the Saints for a little bit. Um, And so uh, he's now um, with Cincinnati, and uh, they play – Lamar and the Ravens this week, and they're giving Lamar, well, Baltimore, two and a half points, and Eli's like, I'm getting ready to, he basically said, I'm getting ready to pick off Lamar this week, and, you know, once again, the superstars, you don't want to talk shit to them, 
I will take the two and a half if Lamar plays. Mm-hmm. So if Lamar plays, we're rolling two and a half. If not, you know, bets off. But uh, those are the ones that usually change a point or two, like when they give word, like he's in too. Well, you, you know what? You're right. You bring a point up. The reason why, you know, if I didn't think Lamar wasn't going to play, I wouldn't play this. I think the line right now says Lamar's playing because if Lamar was not playing, this line's bigger than two and a half for sure. Um, and with that in mind, like if it happened to get up to six points with Huntley in there, I would take the six. But, um, yeah, when it's two and a half, you're right. Like, But, see, that's kind of telling you the books. The books are kind of showing you their hand there. They think Lamar's playing. Yeah, they're not going to give you five if there's a chance he's playing. So exactly. they, they have to start low here. Mm-hmm. Yep. So um, that's my that's my best bet for the NFLer. Okay. Um, the, I was looking here at the Chargers, are, are minus eight at Houston. And Houston, you know, they beat the Jags this past week. Um, and people kind of thought, they're like, I heard people having this theory when a coach is fired that, you know, the team gets all amped up. So it kind of affected the line in the Jags' favor. And I, I t- I'm like, no, I'll go with Houston here. And they kind of handled them pretty easy. Oh, yeah. It was my boy Brandon Cooks. Um, but, however, just looking at Houston's other games here, it's like they, they hang with some division opponents a little bit sometimes, like Tennessee and stuff. But, I mean, they're obviously bottom three in the NFL. Chargers are still good. You know, they need this. I'll go with the Chargers here. Really? The one thing that I would suggest there, um, I mean, they do get the extended, you know, rest, which is good. I don't know who the Chargers play the following week because if it's smashed between two divisional games because they just played KC, it most likely is. Then you might want to watch that because that's when you know they don't care about getting you know too much distance versus their competitor. They just want to win the ball game and get out of there with no inju- injuries. So that's just you know something to look into. But they're they, they're not going to win their division at this point. So every win matters. These last three. That's true. They can't catch KC. So, I mean, they, even if it's the Raiders next week, I mean, it's going to be Raiders or Broncos. They're going to need it. Yeah, I guess that's a solid point. That's a solid point. And then I just kind of, what do you, Miami's going to New Orleans for the night game. Um, well, you know, I actually took the Jets this last week, and I took them for the Circa contest as well. Because, no, it's Miami-New Orleans. No, I know, but the Jets played Miami. Oh, okay. I'm saying. I took them against Miami this last week because the line swelled up to, like, it was eight and a half or nine. Um, Miami, I mean, what, they've they've got, like, a, uh, like a, what, a six- or seven-game win streak or something now? Mm-hmm. They just haven't impressed me that much. And they definitely don't get much distance between their competitor. But they're playing in New Orleans, right? New Orleans is minus three. Yep. Yeah, just two quarterbacks that are not impressing me very much recently. Um, Okay. That's that's a stay away from me. But if you're asking me, like, if I had to pick a team, I would take the Saints just because they've got Kamara. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, just curious. And then what about um, Buffalo bouncing back to uh, New England? Mm, interesting ball game. Totally different conditions than that wind bowl. Oh yeah, I mean the Max got to throw the ball a little bit this time. So it's minus two and a half Patriots. I mean, I like Josh Al over Mac. Um, I think this line looks a little fishy here. Mm-hmm. Um, and so because the Colts just handled the the Patriots pretty good Saturday. 
Well, but you would think that the Patriots lot that this line would be a little bit bigger because you know they've already beat them. Um, so what this line's telling me is they think that big Josh Allen, the crew, might come in and and have a ball game here. Yeah, I mean, if I went one way or another here, I would take big Josh Allen and the Bills. Okay. Mm-hmm. Any bowl games you want to touch on? Yeah. So. Um, I've been dabbling in the bowl games a little bit here. Um, I did see one that that popped off a little bit to me. Um, Houston ranked twentieth in the nation. Um, don't even know if you know once you get past like the top ten or fifteen if those numbers even matter. And uh, they're playing Big Auburn, mm-hmm. and Houston is nine and two, and Auburn six and six. And yes, they did have twelve games um, and. I saw that Bo Nix is even in the transfer portal. I think he's going to Oregon. Uh huh. He bounced, which is interesting because it seems like he's played for Auburn for like the last ten years. But anyway, um, the game is you know basically a home game for Auburn because it's still in Alabama. And uh, yeah, the Birmingham Bowl. Yeah. Yep. Nice knowledge there. Mm. And Auburn is only minus two and a half. Um, I'll take Big Auburn there. I mean, okay, we've got Big Houston. And they play against Temple and East Carolina and heavyweights like that <laughs> versus Auburn and LSU uh, almost beat Bama. They play Texas A&M. I mean, this should be an absolute boat race. The only thing that makes Auburn not just crush them is if they're not totally into the game. And that could be a possibility. If this game was being played in, like, San Diego or Denver, Colorado, or some, I could see Alabama being like, eh. But since the home crowd's going to be there, the home state, I think they're going to put on a little show for them. B-Race, minus two and a half for Auburn. Let's do it. Last little chance of some uh, coin here before Christmas. Oh, and speaking of coin, I'm glad you remind me, because I've offered this the last couple of years in the holiday giving season here. Um, if you shoot me an email at bolt at boltbrady.com, um, I'll feel free to give you some free picks for the next week um, in the holiday giving season. That's awfully nice of you. Mm, well, try to give people some extra chips here. I like it. Let's keep it rocking this week into the new year. Mm-hmm. Um, that also reminds me for um, a hat, the winner was Kangaroo Mark. Hit me up at score at boltbrady.com. Kangaroo Mark, I will mail you a hat. And those of you that keep writing reviews on Apple Podcasts or uh, wherever you write reviews, we'll pick a winner each week and mail you guys a hat. And don't forget Instagram and Twitter. It's at Bolt Brady Picks, and we'll make adjustments to games leading up to them. Hope you all have a good Christmas and a happy holiday week here. We will catch you guys next time. Merry Christmas. See ya.